Hi, I'm Kate. Hi, I'm Usma, and we are two moms out to save the world. My friend Kate is a passionate woman teaching women about sovereignty. And my friend Uzma is passionate about how to survive as a mom after the kids have grown and flown. Together, we want to break societal norms and bring a new perspective to life and the world around us. Join us as we create an alternate perspective for a richer life and better relations. We are, we are two, two moms, moms out, out to save the world. <laughs> hey, Uzma. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, today, I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. And today we have a guest, Christy Sullivan, who's going to talk to us about human design. But now that we have an extra person on here, I can ask Christy how her morning was. And then Uzma, I want to hear how your morning was. Christy, how's your day going so far? What's going on? So far, it's good. I'm having some good conversations. I always love that. I love connecting with people. And when my days start like that, it's usually a good thing. Fantastic. Uzma, how's your day? Um, my day, my morning's been pretty good. Just piddling around the house, waiting for the podcast. Every time I have to do the podcast, I can't do anything before because I'm just focused on what are we going to talk about? What is it going to be like? You know, so the whole morning is just rotating around the podcast and I get my work done afterwards. Oh, I thought you did a lot of work already this morning. I saw you in your group a bunch. <laughs> well, just my daily dose. Gotcha. Yeah, just my daily dose because that just starts my morning after yeah. my grounding. Yeah, perfect. How about uh, you? Uh, it, uh, my morning's been interesting. You know, I, I pull either an Oracle or a tarot card every morning. And this morning, you know, it's funny how things happen this morning. I pulled, um, the daughter of wands, right. And the message, it was a, a short message. And I'm like, I don't know that this is really going to resonate with anybody. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I had this weird doubt about posting, that card, but I have to post it, right? If I pull it for my group, like what do, what do my people need to hear? I have to post it. And I was waiting for it just to like fall on deaf ears. And I had a bunch of people that were like, Oh, Holy crap. That like really resonated with me. Like, this is a big deal to me today. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. And it just talks about being a free spirit and, um, and how, it talks about women in general being on, you know, a spiritual journey. So I don't know why I didn't think that would resonate, but just at the moment I read it, I was like, Oh, wow. I like, I don't think this is going to really have any resounding effect with anybody. And I've heard from a bunch of people like this really meant a lot to me this morning. So it's funny how that thing, that stuff works. Yeah. Well, I watched, I watched the replay of that and I also resonated with me. I was like, what? She didn't (laughs) want to pull this card. You know, because the second half resonated. What did it say about like you're on your spiritual journey or you're starting your journey? Well, that's so, yeah. So I like, so then I did a live about it because I'm like, this is so weird that I um, wasn't going to post about this, but it, it did talk about, you know, um, women like starting their spiritual journey. And, and I was just talking about how, for me, the most important thing I think I learned was to trust everything that comes up for me. And, you know, when I pull a card to trust that, no, this is the message people need to hear, whether my ego chimes in and is like, no girl, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear from you today. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Everybody wants to hear from you, Kate, all the time. I know all the time, all the time. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have Christy here today. I have, um, 
interviewed her in my group and I'm fascinated with human design. I'm trying to learn it myself, but it's, it's so vast. It's such an in-depth subject. Um, there's so much to it. So I'm so excited to have her on today. Yes. Me, I'm glad I, I'm glad to be here to help break it down because it can be complicated. And I love how you, you both started with, here's what my morning is like. And sounds just as busy as mine. Like we pretend like, yeah, we didn't do very much, even though we did probably 10 things, you know, yeah. we're generators. So I'll talk about like how common we all are in that. Christy, are you, a gen- are you a generator as well? I am. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, now that you're saying that I did do a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I can make a list out of it. I did. I really didn't piddle. I did do a lot. But right. We don't give ourselves enough credit. As usual. Yeah. Yes. So Christy, what is human design? Yeah. Let's start at the top because (laughs) you may have listeners who have, are like, what are we talking about? Human what? So human design is a system and it uh, has been around since about the eighties, but it blends together astrology, I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakras, and um, many people know astrology. So I call it astrology on steroids because it is uh, your energetic blueprint based on your birth date. So you do need to know your birth info and then you can Google it and look online and outspits your energetic blueprint design, which shows you how you were born to operate, so to speak, how your energy was imprinted or encoded. And, um, it's really a helpful tool I find for people who just want to know themselves on a deeper level, um, we are probably, I would guess, like we love things like the Enneagram or, you know, Myers-Briggs or tests to kind of find out more about ourselves. And this is just another tool, but one that takes it deeper because rather than show things like personality or influences of how you grew up in your environment, Um, this shows how you were imprinted, so to speak, or what I call your operating system. Like if you were a computer, this is how you were built. That's fascinating. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear more. (laughs) Right. So why, why do you think human design is so important? And I know there's a huge backstory, like this guy kind of like got this crazy download and was just like writing. um, Yeah. For like, for like a week on his vacation. I mean. (laughs) Who does that? No, you know what that tells me? Y'all need downtime. You all need downtime. This is (laughs) self-care. Like you think you are not being productive, but by resting, you get um, downloads of an entire codex of of human design. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Christy, I have a question, Christy, just for people who don't know what downloads are. What is a download actually? Well, what Kate is referring to is the creator or um, he didn't even create it. Um, there was a gentleman who was in Spain on a vacation in the eighties and he just like had this, I don't know, you want to call it a dream state or this, like something coming through him that was like, I want to write this all down and, you know, and, and put it down on paper. And there's a reason I'm being fed this information. And what, what he did was he ended up I said, blending together these systems of astrology and chakras and these other ancient systems that already were existed, already existed, but it brought it together that made it so much more powerful. And he 
literally just got this information sort of from divine spirit, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, some people may be like, that's too woo for me, but that's what happened. He was got some clarity. It just came out of nowhere. And this has been a really amazing system because I can tell you from how I've used it. And when I've talked with people, it validates people, it validates who they are. It's not telling you something you may not already know. And it's, um, it's like I said, taking a personality quiz and being like, yeah, that sounds like me. And now that I know this, I can live my life in a way that's fuller and more free and more abundant. And um, so that's what he did. He, he created something out of this information he downloaded. Awesome. That Does that help? Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, so what? We're all gen- so name there are there, there are four, right? So yeah, um, what happens with human design, it's a little bit, again, like astrology, where we start at the first level with what's called your type, or, you know, you think of your astrology sign, but we realize like, I'm a Libra, not all Libras look alike, we don't all sound alike. So when you talk about your type, it's sort of a category, but there really are 2 billion combinations. So when you look at the type that you are, know that you're, you still have a unique encoding when you look at the deeper aspects of what your chart shows. But we're going to talk about the type for now because it's an easy way to start with human design and can give you a lot of information. So there are four more four categories and one has a subset. So there um, is the manifester, the projector, the reflector, which is really rare. I have yet to do a reading on a reflector, although I have one in my book. Um, And then uh, the generator, which is the most common. And the generator has two types, the pure generator and something called the manifesting generator. And we all happen to be generators because I I run our charts and generators are really about 70% of the population. So about 70% of society are here um, with what we call Uh, sustainable workforce and life force energy. We generate, we wake up in the morning and we start getting busy, getting to work, doing things. And generators are here for that. I mean, we're we're here in, in a, in a ecosystem, so to, so to speak, to help make uh, the work happen and to get things done. But we're all taught to act like manifestors. And I point that out because manifestors are only 9% of the population and manifestors have a different kind of energy. They're here to initiate, to create, um, and they don't have sustainable energy. So um, they again, have a specific role. And when a generator tries to act differently than, or tries to act like the manifestor, the generator ends up overworking. They end up over um, worked, burned out, frustrated. And then we're like, why isn't life easy? And it's because we're not operating in the energy that we were built with and we're acting in a different way because we've been taught that way. So I don't know if you can resonate, but generators like to be busy doing work, but if we're overworking or not doing something that we really truly enjoy, we're going to burn out and feel like we're just, not in the right line of work and we're not feeling like we're thriving. Does that, can you relate to that? Yeah. I yeah totally I'm writing that down. That. 
that's been like my whole life. You know, you, you take a job because you need to make money. Right. But, but I'd say probably maybe 80% of the population just has a job to make money and it's not fulfilling to them. And they feel that way, right. Burned out and just not fulfilled um, because they are overworked and they, and, and I think there's also this, this, um, this need to constantly work, right. To constantly work, you know, and, and not take a break and feel like you're lazy or you're a loser if you're not constantly generating. Yeah. And I want to say something important about that because, uh, generators have like this cell battery or battery. That's just like an energizer bunny week. If we're healthy and have slept well, we can get up and and go 30% of the population that are not the generator type they need downtime through the day. They need time to recharge that battery so that they can feel again, vibrant and and healthy to, to get through the day. And yet at the same time, we're living in a world where like we all are overworking. So we all need some downtime, even if you are a generator and indicators of that are again, if you're not feeling healthy or vibrant, if you're not sleeping well, if you don't have clarity, if you're feeling confused or again, burned out, those are signs that even the generator needs their downtime. So that's an important theme. And we see that right now in uh, what's going on in the world. Self-care downtime, really important. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I believe that's so important. Also as a generator, I feel like for myself, I just go and go and go and go. And then I hop from thing to thing because I want to keep on going. Is that something generators do like one thing after another? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Um, I think we have to, let me introduce another concept in human design. That's really important. And that is this idea of conditioning and programming. And so we have this natural operating system, but then we are born and we have authority figures and family and parents and teachers who are all kind of telling us how to do things. And we start to get programmed to do things a certain way. And like you were saying, Kate, you know, with finding a job and working hard. um, And I write about this in my book that I was born out of an Eastern European family where working hard was just what we did. And that was programming that was passed on. So just notice if you're doing things, a question like, why am I doing that? And notice if it's what we call conditioning. If it's conditioning, then it may not really be your natural state. So you're really operating out of like this old program and you'll know you're, you're, you're doing it because if you either feel like, again, you're overdoing it, you're just so tired. Like why you question, why am I working so hard? Why am I so busy? Or this addiction we've even gotten to busy and being productive. And that's tied to our self-worth. I think I learned about that this week um, in reading some things, but if we're, if we're feeling like, okay, someone taught me self-worth was being productive, getting things done, checking things off of our list. And if it doesn't serve us, then why are we doing it? We could be saving that energy and really using it in a way where there's more flow in our life and more abundance is what I think ends up oh, happening. So that's interesting. So it's, it's really like, um, how, how you use a resource that you have and your energy to, to the optimal, um, exactly. Level. Cool. Yeah. Imagine we've all got car batteries and even if we're built with a larger car battery or a cell phone battery than others, 
if we're not using it correctly, then we're just getting depleted. And that's really important to be aware of because again, go back to that conditioning. Why were we taught that? What are we doing it for? And, and if you really are doing the right kind of work, this is important for generators to do the right kind of work. You know, that phrase, you don't feel like you're working when you're doing the right kind of work, when you're in your flow, Mm -hmm. that makes us as a generator really optimized in our energy. I think if we're doing the right thing and we know that we're not, if we're like in a job that just doesn't feel right. If we're, um, you know, serving clients that are like just weighing us down, it just doesn't feel right. And we know, we know not from the head, but our body tells us. Yeah. It makes me think of like moms who stay home and everyone's like, oh, you just stay home. So they feel like they always need to be having that hustle or that other thing rather than taking care of their kids and just being a mom. They always feel like they need to have another job also because we look at them as, you know, oh my gosh, you know, you're a stay home mom. But that's the most beautiful thing if you can do that. Right. But in our, in our minds, we think that we have to be doing more because it's not, you know, valid that we're just moms at home. Yeah. And, and that's such a great point. Um, I know we've heard that phrase, like being a mom is a job, but I also, from a human design lens, I like to look at everything with, with what is, what do you, what does the human design system show? And that is that the generator types actually are built to both have children and a career. Like we have the energy to do that. Most of us feel that we can do that. So, but not all types can, that's why you see some moms really burned out, I think, and they, they can't, they can only do one thing, not both because again, um, we're just not necessarily all built for that. I love that. It's interesting. Yes. All right. Let's dive into one of our charts. I want to know more. (laughs) (laughs) So again, I mentioned you like, we've all got the similar Gemini generator type, but we can be different. So I'm going to point out something that's actually different between the two of you. So, and this, this, um, speaks to, um, the energy again, within us that helps in decision-making because human design, another principle it teaches is that the head is just here to hold information. When we start to use the head for decision-making, Oftentimes there's going to be confusion and chaos. We're going to overthink things, overanalyze things, and then we're going to make a decision and then regret it. So it's really important to check in with the body because there's actually a decision-making authority within the body. And that place for Kate is the emotional solar plexus. So for her feeling how she feels about something when she's making a decision is really important. And doing that is not spontaneous. You need to actually ride what's called your emotional wave. And you do that over a period of time, like maybe 24 hours, you need to sleep on it before Mm -hmm. you make the decision to get to the clarity to be like, yes, this is what I want to do. Or nope, I I don't want to do this. And I, I always say, you know, you can start with some small things, but these are really for big decisions that you need to make in life. Like if you look at the refrigerator, you can open it. Don't, don't close it and, and sleep on it and go back and decide what you want to eat 24 hours later. <laughs> we'll starve. Now for uh, Uzma, the authority for you, like me, is the sacral authority, which just means that this sacral um, energy center that we have has this instinct. And what we do to access it is we actually ask ourselves yes, no questions. 
do you want to do this? Does this feel right? Should we be doing this now? And there's a part of our literally in our body that will give us a signal. And I want to, I point this out because I think this is kind of fun to try to remember when we were kids, we probably used that very naturally and it would come out in the form of a sound, uh-huh or uh-uh. So we would answer questions. Do you want, do you want this for lunch? Uh-huh. And then someone told us, use your words, stop making sounds, but that sound is called the sacral sound. So that's something to remember when you're making decisions, Uzma, is that sacral sound, that gut feeling or gut signal is where your decision-making is. So what's, um, how does that sound for both of you? How do you resonate with those? I, I think that's true for me. I do like to kind of um, mull it over a little bit, but, but any more than sleeping on it and, and then I'm overthinking it. Yes. Then you're in the head and no, notice that. So it just, you be faced with the decision and then say, you know what, I'm going to just give myself some time and space and I'll know when I know. Yeah. 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 For me. Yeah. I think that I'm, I think about it, you know, through the, through the gut, like I always think about, okay, should I do this? Does it feel right? Or does it not? And then I'll go a step ahead to see, will the end result be what I'm feeling? Yeah. And, and that is, is great again for you to be in the moment. You can be more spontaneous with decisions versus Kate taking some time. Um, and just for all of us, whatever design we are or whatever energy centers, um, um, show, we need to be really aware when we start to get in the head, because when we get in the head, we've gotten out of the body, we've gotten out of that wisdom that our body holds. And that's really what human design is helping us to understand. Yeah. I I love that. I love that too. Yeah. So what about the other, um, three categories? Tell us a little bit about those. So the listeners can see if they are part of that. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. So, um, 20% of the population are called projectors and these other three, um, three types are also, they're called non-sacral. They don't have this sustainable life force energy through the day. Um, but they can certainly feel energized, but anyway, the projector is 20% of the population. They've often got a lot of wisdom and insight to share and they need downtime. Uh, They need to make sure that they're recharging their battery. The same goes for the manifestor type. I talked about that already a little bit, and that's 9% of the population. They are here to um, manifest, but in a way of like initiating. They work great with a generator because the manifestor initiates and then the generator will respond and follow through. And then 1% of the population are reflectors. And they're very unique. Um, I will just say that in terms like decision-making, they actually have to follow what's called the lunar cycle. And that's a 28-day cycle. So it sounds kind of unheard of in our society of what, what do you mean, you know, follow the moon cycle, you know, things move pretty quickly, but they really need a lot of downtime, alone time to just protect their energy in a way and, and, and clarify it so that they can flow again through life. Um, and I'll make the last, um, last point about the difference between a man manifesting generator and a generator, which are that subset. And, um, they're very similar, um, except that manifesting generators might move a little quicker. They might take shortcuts in what they're doing. 
but they still need to uh, follow um, the generator kind of ideas and, um, and guides. Okay, so I have, I have a comment to make, and that is like, I think that this all is coming together for me because I think I have a lot of friends who are manifestors because they'll be like, hey, let's go out to dinner and let's go on a camping trip or let's do this. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm the one who plans it and organizes. They just have to say it. And then I'm the one who does it. And so yeah. like all my friends are like, oh, we can't do anything unless Usma's there because they're just so used to me doing it. Yeah. Because they're all yeah. manifestors or I don't know. I just take on the lead and say, okay, we're going to do this and this and this. That's my first comment and question. Number two is Kate and I are both generators. Is there, how do generators work together? Yeah. Is there something a, we should watch a, out for or is it right? a <laughs> Well, I think if you're building a company, um, you, you definitely would, could look at different designs and make sure you have a little bit of each design, you know, in the company. But what I'll first say about what you, your first point was um, that, again, we're all probably conditioned to be manifestors, like come up with ideas, go initiate it. What I would say is that you're more in tune with your design, perhaps, because you are what's called responding. And that's really when generators thrive is in response. So something in you is like, I'm going to wait for someone to give me an idea, and then I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to be I, I, and I love following through on that. And so there's something in you that's already kind of lining up in that energy. Um, and then as, uh, and then back to um, your question, um, say it again, what it was. Oh, of the two generators working yes, together. The two, okay. Um, of, yeah, combinations. So again, there's 2 billion types. And there are ways that you can complement each other. And we would cover that in, in like a reading because it's, it's a little more complex. I call it going down the rabbit hole to see like how do your energies kind of match up because there's so many combinations. But what I will say is something unique to both of you um, is that you have what's called open throats and open throat energy centers. Yes. And I do as well. So when you have an open throat, it's best that you're invited to speak. And rec what I will, uh, story I tell is like, imagine like you're walking into a room and you say, hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? Or happy new year. And no one seems to hear you. That's sort of like your open throat because yep. the energy isn't consistent as someone who has what's called a defined throat. And we won't, we won't talk about that, but for the open throat, which you both have, having a podcast is great because it allows you a platform to speak and be heard. And people with the open throats really feel um, connected to that. I find that so interesting that you said that. I can't tell you how many times like, you know, I do walk into a room or I'm kind of part of a conversation and I say something and I swear to God, it's like nobody heard me. It just, the conversation keeps going like I was not there. And it's really like, I, I generally will just remove myself because I'm like, this is super weird, but that happens a lot. Yeah. So what, what I also tell um, folks who have this particular energy aspect is let your aura do the talking, your aura, our energy that surrounds us, like walking into a room and not saying anything, but letting your aura, like if you are in a you know, great energy, a great mindset, excited. You just need to walk into a room and people will be attracted to that. And they'll come up to you and say, Hey, how are you? Hi, Kate. Tell me more about you. <laughs> you know, so 
it's that aura magic that we need to test. Yeah, but it explains why so many times I feel socially like awkward. Yes. Yeah. And I was very shy. I felt like um, in my school years, um, and now it explains it. It's because I think I just didn't feel heard and didn't know what to say too. I felt awkward. Interesting. That's fascinating. That's awesome. Do you think you have a little bit of fear when you walk into a room that you're not going to be heard or is it? Well, I do now because it's happened so much. Right. And, and this is why I think I don't, well, I don't like being like walking into like parties or whatever, even if I know everybody, um, it still is very awkward to me. I, because I, I feel like I also, I feel everybody's energy, and it just gets very confusing to me. And, um, and yeah, I, so many times I have, you know, tried to start a conversation at which I guess is probably forceful for the energy type that I am. And it just never, not never, but it doesn't always go well. It, it feels very unnatural to me. What I'll say through human design is that when you learn your design and aspects that one of the things we teach is that nothing nothing changes. It doesn't change over time. And also nothing needs to be fixed. It's actually a way to now embrace to say, Oh, I noticed that's happening, that awareness. And like I said, maybe start to experiment with walking into a room before feeling um, awkward. Just be like, I'm not going to say anything and experiment to see what happens. (laughs) And it becomes more um, than you being you of who you, being that your true authentic self, being more yeah. of you instead of who you're not. Yeah. When I walk into the room, I zone out, you know, I don't think of anyone. Like if I'm going to a wedding, I'm like, okay, where's my seat? I just go there. Or if I'm yeah. going somewhere, I just go. So I don't look at anyone. And then I wait for people to come to me. And then I feel comfortable and I walk around. I look for the dog. I'm like, do they have a dog? <laughs> No, no, no. I totally zone out because like I'm here and like she said, give that aura and that energy. And I just go to where I need to focus to. And then as people come to me, then I loosen up. Yeah. That's, that's again, a great um, example of being in your design, even without knowing what human design is, it's sort of acting in, in the way that you were built. Yeah. Uh, this is also fascinating. So Christy, I have a couple things I want to, I want to know, first of all, so this is what you do, right? You help people figure out their human design. So I want you to talk a little bit about how people can work with you. And I want to know more about, I know you, you released a book a couple months ago. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. I, I will say I discovered this about six or seven years ago. Um, I learned about this system and, um, I found it fascinating. I kind of looked into my design. I started looking at my families. And then in 2020, I had this opportunity, a big career shift. And somebody asked me, and I responded, somebody asked me to speak about human design, like to their women's group. And I said, sure. Um, I knew enough. I knew I knew enough. (laughs) And I could give people this information people who didn't know what it was. This was totally brand new for most of them. And then people wanted to, to get more info and do what's called a reading with me, meaning like I would run their chart and then we have a conversation to talk about what is it? Like, what does it mean? Um, what are these different aspects of their energy? And so that's what I do. 
um, is I will work one-on-one with somebody who wants me to interpret this chart. Um, and then I also um, offer people beyond that, uh, a group, a membership group, so that they can continue to learn about it because you don't really learn it in just one or two sessions. You really need to kind of experiment with it. Um, and then I wrote a book last year. Well, I, I, I led a book that was co-authored by 25 human design practitioners um, who all like me wanted to get the word out about human design. And there's some technical books out there, but what I wanted was a book about stories of their stories and my story of how we discovered human design and how it changed our life. And um, so it's called Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing. Um, It's on Amazon and also on my website, And so if people want to go to the book, they can get more information about human design in a fun way. Um, They can go to my website. And I also have um, a Facebook group that I'll post the link to in, um, in the show notes. Yeah, we'll post the links to um, everything that is Christy and um, her human design information. If you guys want to connect with her to learn more, I'm, I told you I'm fascinated on this subject. I like I'm trying to dive into it a little bit more. I've run my entire family's charts, except for my husband, because I don't know his birth time. Neither does his mother. Yeah. My my story. (laughs) I I really am like, oh my God, when was I born? I want to know so bad. I don't know. My mom's like, I want to... Yeah, if people ahead. don't know their time, I will give you this tip. I usually start with noon. Um, and then I look at like the beginning of the day and the end of the day to see if any aspects of the chart change. But I have heard you can work with people who, who are like more intuitive and can help you kind of identify that time, like using a pendulum or something. So okay. there's ways to get around it. Yeah. I have a real quick question. How can you use this in your daily life? Because we've talked about the characteristics and we talked about, you know, what each category is, but how do you use it in your daily life? Great question, Isma. So there's, again, some guiding principles. Like one we talked about, one tip is notice if you're using your head. We need to, this is really an advanced tool for personal growth because Learning about it is one thing, but then you need to be using or experimenting with it. And one way to do that, as an example, is to start noticing when you're not in your body, when you're disconnected from this inner wisdom that you have, if you're using the head, it's going to nine times out of 10, lead you down maybe a path you don't want to be down saying yes to things when you really want to say no. Um, The other is if you're not using that energy appropriately. And so again, this is an experiment. It's not just something you can apply to every day. You have to be aware. Are you noticing when you're in that rhythm and um, groove of your generator self that you feel good and that you're responding to things, not initiating things start to show up differently in your life. It really is a much larger kind of picture of how your life changes rather than just to say, oh yeah, you're going to use this every morning and it's going to give you X, Y, and Z. It's really over time. Um, I will tell you, and this is in my book that when I started in 2020 to teach it, but I also use it in a new career, I started to respond to things and I have this business that I would not have dreamed of a few years ago because I just 
responded to things instead of trying to force a business or create something out of thin air. And it really has made um, my life feel like it's flowing more than me overworking and that hard work mentality I came from. Awesome. So it can really help you find your purpose also, right? And guide you. It's kind of like a guidance. Yeah. In general, it's guidance. It's affirming. A lot of people will say to me, oh my gosh, this brought together so many puzzle pieces. And now I feel like myself and it helps them. People get to know themselves on a deeper level so they can make different choices. They can have better relationships. Their business can thrive. Their communication is better. Their health and wellness is better as well. So like for me as a generator, I'm supposed to, I like to work and keep on doing things. So if I'm in a place where I'm not doing anything and I'm sitting there and I'm feeling upset and depressed, it's because I need to be doing something. And now that I know that, is that what you're saying? Well, at that point, when you're, when you're feeling in that moment, I would, mm-hmm. I personally like to ask, what are you doing for self-care? Because what we are doing is not necessarily check the task off your list and go to, you know, sit in front of the computer and do work. It's how are you serving yourself? Okay. And maybe you need some downtime yourself, but more in the form of self-care, going out for a walk, going out to a coffee shop, maybe connecting to a family or a family member on the phone. So that's really, again, some inner work that you have to um, turn inward to say, what do I need? Um, but sometimes it might just be taking a quick nap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Chrissy, thank you. This has been just, um, just so eye opening. and yeah. And now I, yeah, I want to look at my chart a little bit more to see what else is in there. So if somebody wants to connect with you, I know we're going to post all your links, but, um, mm-hmm. but tell me where we can find you. Sure. My website is Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I-H Sullivan.com. And same Christy H. Sullivan is my Instagram handle. And on Facebook, my group is facebook.com slash group slash Christy H. Sullivan. That's the best way to, to reach me. And um, yeah, I hope we connect more about this. And I really appreciate you both giving me the opportunity to talk about this and share it. Fantastic. Thank this you is so, so much, much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Kate, I think we should have a session on both of our generator working together on a podcast. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely would like to um, to get uh, some interpretation on my human design. Right. Awesome. Thanks so good much. Thank you. Thank you.